Hello, and welcome to... to a podcast mm-hmm. about what it's like to be alive alive essentially yeah mm-hmm. so I, I'm Harmony and I'm Liz our, it's good our voices don't sound similar yeah that's what Frank said yeah our voices are not alike I don't think is you, that yeah 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 I think they're different I think it's good too. it's good they're that's, complimentary yeah they work together we yeah. should sing together should we? Yeah. That's so funny. Why? Because um, <laughs> uh, Alex was like, two people recently have been like, you should start singing. Oh my God. Well, we should sing. I uh, I still get like DMs all the time. Oh, it's my ex-therapist. Oh my God. I saw a really good tweet today about therapists. Would you like to share? With yeah, it was like, um, it was from Maddie Healy from the 1975's account, who I literally do not listen to, but I have an, like, interest in his life for some reason, because he seems really funny on the internet. I've never heard of this band. The 1975? No. Avery's obsessed with them. But he made a tweet that said, I have, oh yeah, I was like, oh yeah, I have an NFT, a non-functional therapist. And I was mm-hmm. like, that's hilarious. It's like, that's why he's in a successful band. (laughs) (laughs) Do you feel like you need, like, turmoil as, like, fodder? I I think it helps. I don't think it has to be active. Mm -hmm. I think you can, like, tap into. I usually tap into past emotions, I feel. Do you think that, like, your, is your music, like, autobiographical? Oh, yeah. Okay. But I also like to, like. So intimate. Yeah. I also like to make a little story. Make a little feeling story sometimes. Put a little stank on it. A little stank. A little more of, like, intensity. Like, sometimes you're like, I feel this, like, 50%, but, like, obviously if you're writing a song about it, you have to bring it to, like, at least, like, 80%, probably. As someone who consistently functions on 80%, I'm really <laughs> connected to... What do you mean? You function on 80%? Like, 80% of, like, emotional intensity. Really? Yeah. You feel like you write 80? Oh, yeah. Hard 80. 80 to 100 Oh, you're only. Yeah. Yeah, okay, yeah, T. I get that. Like, good or bad. Yeah. Like, if I'm, like, having a good time, I'm just having the best time in the world. Right. And then, otherwise, it's, like, we're in the low, the low percentiles. Yeah. Yeah. I get that. No, we're never in the low percentiles, because if it's a bad time, it's, like, 80% bad time. Oh, right. Yeah. I understand. Your, your, um, your scale is, like, 100 to 100, negative 100 to 100 plus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, so we're structuring this episode as a get to know. Yeah. Get to know the host. So, what would you like to share? What would I share? What do you think? Maybe we could s- describe each other. Okay. Um, Liz is a genius. Ooh. You're a, what's it? A master's student right now? Yeah, I'm in grad school. You're in grad school. Sorry, I'm like, I'm so not school equipped with the language anymore. Liz is in grad school for a degree in art. And technology. And technology. Mm-hmm. 
So at but Liz is awesome. Uh, performance art, artist, sculpt, sculptor, sculptor, yeah, fashion icon. Oh shucks. Um, sharer of thoughts, ideas, mm-hmm. concepts, writer, mm-hmm. thinker, lover, mm-hmm. truly. Local legend. Global. Frequently at the event, whatever the event is, could be there. Wow, I do frequent the event. You do frequent them, yeah. Um, Very informed person. Mm. Well-rounded. Ooh. Yeah. Wow. Wow. I could say the same about you and all of those things. Thank you. (laughs) Well-rounded. Well-rounded. You're also frequently at the event. I'm frequently at the event. You're actually a good source of events. Thank you. Like, I know the party's going to be popping if you're there. Thank you. And if it isn't popping, then we'll just, like, have, like, you know. A nice time. Yeah. Yeah. Sit in the corner and chat. Yeah. I love to chat in the corner. You love banter. I do. I, I love to bant. I was actually saying to Frank yesterday, we were talking, and he was saying how I think he thinks when men want to come on to women, he has, they feel a pressure to be funny and to carry the conversation. And I said, I think no man has ever felt that way, knowing they were trying to talk to me because I just talk so much. Yeah, I, I guess I sort of relate. Like, I feel like, no, I don't think any guy has ever been like, oh, my God, I have to, like, figure out how to talk to Harmony because I'm just like, blah, yeah. you know. But I feel like that urge isn't tied to that. That urge is, like, pre-existing. Right. Regardless of how much you speak. Yeah. It's, like, yeah. It, pre- it like, presupposes, like, even... it's It, like, it happens before they even probably approach you. That's, like, a, di- a pre-existing desire. Right. Yeah, I just feel like I'm a chatty. Like, I feel like frequently I am, like, a, a conversation carrier. Like, You're in the past. Midler. Yeah, I'm, like, oh, you know. Yeah. Like, I love a group chat. Same. I just love to chat. Like, I want to just, like, be in your life. Yeah. Vibing with you. Yeah. <laughs> You're good at it. Thank you. You're good at it as well. Oh, thank you. Yeah. You are, um, you're well-rounded in the sense that you are both, like, really grounding and chill, but you can also turn up and you're down for whatever. Thank you. You can move through both worlds with thank you. ease. Thank you. Um, you like match the kind of vibe of whatever container you're in. Oh, I love that. Yeah. I love that. Yeah, I feel that way. You're also a style icon. Thank you. I love you're like really experimental. Thank you. You're like you take risk and oftentimes when I'm like wearing like a weird hat or like a boa or something yeah. that's like a bizarre accessory. Yes. Um, a risk. Mm-hmm. I think about how you walk into a space with like a like bonnet <laughs> a yellow bonnet thank and it you. just feels normal thank you yeah yeah I think it's just like knowing that that belongs there mm-hmm. <laughs> you're like mm-hmm. oh it just belongs there mm-hmm. like where else would it be I think also when you like consistently set a precedent for fashion risk, it becomes like normal. Exactly. Totally. So if you're like fearful around like introducing some sort of element of risk, then you should just do it because if you do it enough, then like you become the person where people are like, I could never get away with no, that. No, totally. Literally. And it's like you could, you just gotta. You gotta make it normal. Start. Yeah. No, completely. I just, to me, it's never been like, oh, this is risky. It's been like, 
how can I make my life more exciting? And it's like wearing something bizarre feels more exciting. Like I like to feel like, like in my strangeness, you know, like sometimes I'm in my more like, I don't know. It's a fun thing to express like oddness and I love theater and I love that like, yeah, it's like play. It's like play and performance. And I love yeah. playing and performing. So like wearing something weird feels like natural also. Like I'm like, this is how I'm supposed to live my life. Like to not do this would be neglecting a part of myself. I feel the same way, especially coming from like a really repressive like environment in Texas where like existing outside of some sort of like normative aesthetic or like, you know, ideological framework is bad. Yeah. Like I'm so grateful to be in a place where I can, like, let my freak flag fly. Yeah, as you should. like, express myself so freely without feeling, like, judged. Yeah. Or, like, at least to have, like, gotten to a place where I don't care were that to be the case. Yeah. But I oftentimes try to, like, find myself in spaces where that's not an issue. Yeah. Like, curate my life in that way. I mean, if people are, like that is lame that you're wearing that like that is so like they are the lames they are the lames it's yeah. like to not be open to people being fashionably adventurous is like the lamest I'm like I'm so whenever anyone's wearing anything that's like bizarre I'm like that's awesome yeah because <laughs> like I'm literally just like that's freaking cool like I love when people wear stuff that's off kilter I think it's like the most exciting thing you can do because we live in such a visual world and I think people are so fast to make assumptions about people like it's just cool to be like that's like the epitome of a bad bitch I think is just like whatever's like gonna make people freaked out is the thing you should wear yeah I agree I mean I'm really interested in like fantasy and like augmenting the body and like playing with like weird unexpected silhouettes and if I like see something that I don't understand I'm like stimulated by that yeah like I mean I think even in like you know modern art like what makes it into the canon is stuff that's like pushing against what we understand art to be or like the bounds of art or the bounds of like beauty yeah so like I feel similarly about all things about like music or fashion totally. or all like kind of modalities of art I'm yeah. not like really I don't really care about people like honing a technical skill Jesus. yes sorry okay I don't care about people like honing a technical skill or being really good at like within a framework that's pre-existing yeah like I want to see people push the bounds of like totally. what can exist you know completely or, I like, feel the same way yeah like Genres like hyper pop or something, genres that like sort of create a completely carve out a completely new space. Yeah. You know, and if I look at something and I'm like, that's not beautiful, then I'm, you know, question like what, how I'm defining beauty. And that's like more interesting and expansive and fun than like. Like, oh, that's a beautiful version of something I've already seen. Yes, completely. I mean, I think, like, anything that challenges your brain, it's, like, ultimately a good thing. Because it's, like, forces you to inspect further. Right. You know. Right. Because these are all, like, even beauty in and of itself is, like, a construct. Yeah. It's, like, influenced by, like, culture. Yeah. Completely. 
Hello, beautiful microphone. She's gorgeous. She's gorgeous. She sounds great. I really like nice audio equipment, even though I have, like, no interest in... It just feels like, oh, I'm really being taken care of. Like, yeah. this sounds good. Luxury. It feels luxurious. Libras like luxury. They do. Yeah. It's annoying. I don't know much about Libras, except that all the Libras that I know are people I can spend time with without a cap. Yeah. Well, you're in Aries. Are we compatible? We're polar opposites, yeah. Oh. Yeah, yeah. So we're, like, very compatible. But also, like... Aries can be, and Libra can be, like, it's, like, both. It's, like, the 100 to 100 conversation. But I usually get along with Aries. I love Aries. Yeah. I really like grounding, like, earth sign people, even though we also butt heads. Really? Like, I like Taurus, but I have a Taurus Venus. Oh, okay, T. That's interesting. What, do you know what house it's in? No. Hmm. Should I? I mean, it's just... Is that, what is that? Tell it's, me. <laughs> it's, like, how it's... It's hard to explain. It depends on the house, but, like, it's how it actually interrelates in your life more significantly. Like, what category of your life it plays into. I thought that was the planet. It's, like, everything. There's, it's a little bit of everything makes the whole conversation, the whole equation. Because, like, the seventh house is partnership. The fifth house is creativity and children. Third house is communication. Wow, let's go. Yeah. Okay. Okay, yeah. First house is the self. Wow, this is really impressive. Yeah. This is so, this is so helpful and educational for our <laughs> listeners. <laughs> yeah. Well, also, like... You're going to learn today, guys. Yeah. If you have empty houses, that also... Like, my grandma was just telling me about this as I'm, like, throwing my finger down. Um, that empty houses, like, work in synchronicity, too. Like, she was saying that if you have specific houses empty, that means you're likely to have this or whatever. I don't know. It was... She was going on... She has a book about it. It was mm-hmm. called, like... astrological voids or something I forget what it was but it was interesting sorry I'm turning my phone on silent because I feel like when it vibrates on the chair it sounds like a fart yeah everyone's gonna think you're farting they're gonna think I'm farting they think you're gassy yeah but you didn't you don't have gas not right now but I'm generally a pretty gassy lady really I used to be like there's some like static happening oh sometimes it does that is it gone yeah, it's gone. Okay, it's gone. Sorry, it's like something... Microphones have this weird thing with the computer. They have like a weird love-hate relationship, and that happens. <laughs> I relate to that. Yeah. Yeah. But Things are yeah. going really smooth, and then there's just like horrible and static. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I was going to ask, like, gassy. Uh-huh. How does that play into your intimate life, being gassy? How do you deal with that on a daily basis? Um, well, I haven't been in, like, a long-term thing in a while, yeah. and I feel like you reach, like, a certain point. Where it's, like, gas is kosher. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, my first long-term relationship was with, like, an older man, and he did not like farts or, oh, like, really? body smells. Okay. And, I mean, like, I we were together for years. We even lived together, and I never heard him fart or smelled, like, a single bad smell from him. And he was, like, a big, like, he was in his mid-30s. He was, when was like, this? I was, like, 20 when we started dating. I literally know nothing about this. Yeah. This is so crazy. But mm-hmm. he did not fart. He refused to fart. He never farted. And I remember we would, like, travel around a lot. And, like, the bathroom would always smell the same. And at one point I saw in his travel bag he had, like, a poopery. Yeah. Because I was like, wow, what a strange phenomena that, like, all these bathrooms of, like, similar products or something were in, like, Italy and were in like, right. France. and. So he was very, like, protective over that space. Yeah. He wanted privacy. Yeah. From his fumes. He wanted to keep the magic alive. Yeah. That's nice. Yeah. I've never had that. 
Yeah. It was a prison. It was a yeah. hard prison. Yeah. I mean, I like a little freedom. Yeah. Personally. You got to. You got to release. I mean, like, I'm not a huge farter. Yeah. But sometimes you must. Yeah. Or, yeah. You know. I agree. I think you hit a certain point. It's kind of like a beautiful um, affirmation. Yeah. That like, you, like, reach a certain point of intimacy. That's so true. you, like, finally get to let it loose. Yeah. I usually, like ceremoniously like ask them to fart in front of me so we can just like break the like oh my god I love that have you done that in recent affairs my last affair they were operating in a more like kind of like traditional normie like relational romantic dynamic so we never really you didn't broach that you weren't like please recording yeah we're recording okay yeah you weren't like please gas out baby no, but I did hear them fart a couple times. In their sleep. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, I have moments where I'm like, do they hear me fart in my sleep? Because then I'll like be jolted awake and I'll be like, was that a fart? Oh, yeah. Sometimes I like, I rarely snore now, but sometimes if I sn- fall asleep snoring, I like actually wake myself up with my snoring because I'm startled by the sound. Do you have this? Does this happen to you? I'm not a snorer. You're not a snorer. No. No. Have you been around a snorer before? Yeah, I've been with snorers. What do you think about it? It's kind of a lot of people snore. It's kind of fucked up because, like, when I end up with a not snorer, I'm like, wow, this is such a blessing. <laughs> but, like, snorers, it's sad because it's like they're just sleeping. They're not doing anything wrong. No, they're literally just, like, trying to rest. And you're like, hey, you're snoring. And they're just, like, jostled awake by, like someone else's anger yeah is related to something that they have no control over yeah sometimes I snore and I guess it only happens when I'm like laying on my back and so Frank just like will roll me over oh my god that's really cute like it just I'm like <laughs> it's like image. tipping a cow I imagine <laughs> like he's just like but he snores all the time nowadays yeah. but I'm not phased because it's like kind of quiet it's not like aggro I guess at a certain point I used to foghorn snore though what do you mean? Like, I, it was, like, so loud. Every would, when we first started Girl Cool, he would, like, record me in the night. We'd be, like, in a hotel in, like, a Europe or whatever. And I would be, like, foghorning on this twin bed. Just so loud. Just completely unapologetically so loud. He probably has the audio still. Sad. Yeah, I was snoring very loud. It's because I was, I have like, empathy for both parties. No, same. And Avery, like, nowadays, he's, like... Snoring gives me so much... When people snore, it gives me so much anxiety. <laughs> I'm like, okay. Your Avery voice? <laughs> that is not what he sounds like. I'm sorry. <laughs> wow. I can't believe we went, like, full-on fart anecdotes. Because yeah, I want to be perceived as, like, hot and mysterious. Uh-huh. But can you do that and also be farty? Yeah, I think it's, like, a coexisting... We could also scoot it to the end. Okay. We could scoot it to the end. Okay, we reel them in. They think that I'm, like you know yeah hot and mysterious and we like, could also save it it could be like a special episode yeah for the patreon outdates. patreon oh, fart we're doing fart patreon. spiel i mean we could i'm just, I'm just oh, the possibilities are endless so really. falling here merch i can't wait for the merch yeah this is really just a conduit for like merchandising merch. yeah. yeah fully like licensing yeah yeah right. do you like going to disneyland I love going to Disneyland. We should go together. I went like four times when I was a kid, but we went to Disney World. We never went to Disneyland. Okay. I went to Euro Disney. Have you too. been to Disneyland here? Yeah. You like it? Of course. Yeah. I mean, if you ever want to go, I have a pass. Wow. And we can go. I would love to. I'm. Do you want to go Halloween season or Christmas season is the real question. 
probably Christmas season. I'm not really into spooky stuff. Really? I'm into, like, dressing up. Yeah. But I, like, already feel like life is kind of... Spooky. A haunted house of sorts. Yeah, I honestly relate. Like, yeah. I like a little spook. Like, I can handle the taste of spooky, but uh-huh. I can't, like, haunted horror, whatever, Halloween Horror Nights. Like, mm-hmm. I could never, honestly. Yeah, same. Like, I could never. I'm already living in a state of fear and precarity. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no. I don't need to, like, outsource that. No, it's, I... It's, like, built in. <laughs> <laughs> I really relate. But do you like, like, a little spooky movie sometimes? Like, are, did you see Pearl or anything? I didn't see Pearl. I can't really take violence. Yeah, I get that. I saw The Thing the other night. Have you seen that? The John Carpenter movie? I like, like, campy. It's, kind like... Kind of, like... Or, like, if it's based in like fantasy it's like sci-fi horror yeah it was great but i just was curious if like you can freak with the thing or not i kind of like that genre like stark sci-fi yeah. like alien or something yes i like in kind of like this. it's just gory like in an 80s kind of way but it's not like that crazy yeah i think of it's gory in this way where it's like very clear yeah that it's... i can't handle like hostile or something i can't handle I like that contemporary is. gore no, hostile i haven't seen that i don't i don't watch these movies i can't yeah I, the only thing i've seen is like the ring i think that i i, haven't, I don't think i've ever seen that i think i was too scared yeah i've it, always been like a scaredy cat it haunted like, me have, as a child i have like i keep night lights on really when i go to bed yeah yeah i get that it's a spooky world sometimes. It's a spooky-ass world. Yeah. But we should definitely go to Disneyland Christmas. Christmas is, like, Thanksgiving Christmas. That's my moment. And, like... Yeah, I'm a festive-ass person. Yeah, same. Like, I'm, like, let's tap in yeah. to the season. Tis mm-hmm. the season. Yeah. Tapping into the season. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. I need it's to... so crazy to see your sweater completely swallowed by your boobs. I know. Literally, what the fuck? It's so cool. Thank you. My boobs have never been able to, like, hold anything or, like, manipulate fabric, really. I really envy that, honestly. That's so interesting. Grass is always greener. Yeah, grass is always greener. The fact that you're an ex-reality TV star. Oh, yeah, I knew that. I thought this would, like, this might come up. Yeah. Yeah. It's just crazy. It is really bizarre. Like, that, like, to be under a lens like that. Yeah. And I just can't imagine what that must have been like or, like, to be able to view your life in the past through that lens yeah I mean I think a lot of younger generations are kind of experiencing that because of like social media right totally um but they you weren't directing exactly yeah Yeah. that's that's kind of what I was about to say this is weird because it's not like I'm not looking back not looking back at documentations of like how I perceived myself or how I wanted myself to be perceived I'm looking at like documentation of how like a group of adults wanted to like <laughs> position you me, yeah. yeah to fit into some sort of like narrative it's so cr- did you have like like did they say like today like this is what you're doing at all well they knew I was not a good actress <laughs> so they didn't want to be like okay execute this feeling right. yeah or like help <laughs> wait us, why like... were you why did they know you were a bad actress um I think at because you can just tell really <laughs> yeah that's so like, funny can you maybe give us a take where you're like a little frustrated by this situation i'd be like sure uh-huh. i'd be like okay maybe let's just go back to what we were doing before <laughs> um you know so i think with that knowledge especially i mean you're working with like 
a group of kids who aren't trying to act. Yeah. So, like, you know, acting is, like, a skill. I mean, there are some people who are innately good at it. Right. I've dated a lot of them. <laughs> but, like, you know, if you walk into a space with a bunch of, like, teenagers in, like, a rural suburb in Texas, you, yeah. you're presupposed that they're not good at acting. And so, like, and, and I think part of reality TV is you want to, like, sort of mine these, like, real reaction yeah totally there's like some sort of sick pleasure in watching like, but they like put you in situations yeah I think they kind of manipulated and orchestrated situations to follow like a sort of narrative arc you so know crazy and that was like your junior year and senior year of high school yeah the pilot was shot in like my junior year and there was like the summer between senior year uh-huh. where we shot stuff and then my senior year was, like, the first season. And did yeah. they film any more after that? Yeah, they filmed That is so crazy. Season. Oh, there was a second season. Yeah, when I was going to school at Pratt. I just, I did not realize that. That is so crazy. Yeah, they, like, yeah, they, like, hated me at Pratt, you know? You can imagine you're, like, trying to be, like, a serious artist. Yeah. You know, and then, like, an MTV reality show. About, like, a girl from, like, Texas. <laughs> like, a Panera Bread girl, you know, comes into your space and is, like, kind of sullying the Panera reputation. Bread girl is, like, a really good username. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. We could put that in the, in the That's pod maybe should be the name. The, yeah. Panera Bread girl pod. But anyway, you at Pratt as a reality star is insane. Yeah. It was, it's actually, like, it's so funny because it's, like, uh, I suppose it's like a pretty interesting plot point for me as like in my story yeah but it's like it's not something I talk about a lot right. I never ever talked about it until like actually kind of recently because I'm like you know trying to distance yourself it like integrate parts of myself that I yeah like, want to shut off and trying to be like it's all part of this like yeah patchwork of like Right. my own identity right um and when you try to like hide parts of yourself they like leak out in mm-hmm. like weird ways mm-hmm. so I cannot believe that you experienced that literally every time I think like I honestly that's not one of the main things I think of when I think about you but when I remember that I'm like I cannot imagine as a person like trying to figure out who I am at that point in my life like having to interface with that world yeah just would like I feel like I would have personally been crushed I don't know how you felt but that just seems like it would be really hard to like exist in a world where that is the I mean being a teen girl is hard yeah um and I'm sure you experienced some form of that like interfacing with like a public yeah like perceived in like that sphere yeah it's like weird to have like parts of yourself and your personality like um focus grouped in Vegas you know they told me that I had like the highest ratings in focus groups since like Paris Hilton's reality show which was cool (laughs) (laughs) I was was, like a 17 year old girl in Texas wait what year was that that was like 2008 2009 that is so crazy yeah that was like more than a decade ago were you into like emo and scene shit like boys like girls and stuff I was really into scene shit. I wasn't into, like, um... That was, like, my vibe. Boys like girls. I was into, like... 
I could never really fully express it because mm-hmm. it, like my parents mm-hmm. wanted me to be a good like church girl. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I did have side bangs and I had boxed eyed like red hair. Yeah, and I was really into like coarse eating cotton gold, which feels like characteristically what is that? seen. Uh, it's like a cough medicine. <laughs> Wait, you were drinking cough medicine? Yeah, but this came in a pill form. Was this Sometimes like, we would drink Delson. Was that like to get high? Yeah. I literally did not know this. That is so crazy. Yeah, to this day, it's like the best drug I've ever done. Wow. Yeah. That is so... I did not even know that was a thing. Maybe it's because like my virgin brain was like experiencing drugs for the first right, time. Right, you were like, wow. Yeah. Yeah. That's so crazy. Wait, what's it called? Cortis even cotton gold. We called it triple C's. Oh my god. <laughs> that is crazy. That is like really wild. I was not I think when you were we're like four years apart, I guess, right? I'm thirty-one. Yeah, I'm twenty-seven. So you're four years. I feel like right when you were like two thousand when you graduating high school, I was like getting out of middle school. Uh-huh. And I was so into like seeing music and yeah. shit like all-time low yeah like Vans Warped Tour vibes but I never yeah went, but I was like obsessed that's like had side bangs that's like the like right after my that was like my right after time. your time yeah. yeah yeah like my time was like Under Oath like Seosin yeah brand new <laughs> um I like I remember brand new. brand new yeah apparently Jesse Lacey is canceled oh I think I've seen that on TikTok but I forget that I, like, don't listen to them, but I, I did like them when I was younger. Oh, your computer's going to die. Oh, I have a charger right here. <laughs> so you were seen. You were into all-time low. I mean, like girls. I was kind of seen, yeah. I, like, had the little goofy glasses that everyone mm. would wear. We should definitely pull up, like, Facebook photos with us. Yeah. I have, like, so many Facebook albums of my vibes, like, little zip-up hoodies. Mm, yeah. And, like, little jeans, little skinny jeans and, like, little loafery boot vibes mm, mm-hmm. and like thrifting with my mom like skipping class and thrifting with my mom oh my god so fun yeah I feel like I got into like more indie stuff like garden state type beat yeah I did eventually I was like in between when I was ex- exiting middle school I was like into bright eyes but also into boys like girls which kind of like actually and I feel like sense. there was a cross section yeah. though I feel like yeah. some kids were into bright eyes yeah and like the Decemberists I was into really oh, young. Yeah. yeah. Shit like that. Yeah. I was watching IFC, baby. What is that? Independent film channel. Oh, that's sick. I was like pre-stream world. I like did not get into film until later in my life, honestly. I was like really into just like Twinkie guys who oh. like smoke cigarettes. I mean, same. We've all been there. <laughs> yeah. I was, yeah, like the more anemic, the better kind of yeah. vibe. Yeah. Totally. Like you're hunched. Your mouth is kind of crusty. Yeah. When was that? <laughs> um, shit. That or I, I just grew out of that. Really? Honestly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like I did too. It was like weird how hard it was to escape that trope for me. Yeah, I don't know what my new archetype is for crush. Yeah, I think you're still workshopping it. Yeah. Yeah. I tried to do like the whole Americana like kind of Chad thing. Yeah. Yeah. That was fun. I, I'm not sure, like, what I've learned. I'm, like, in love, so I'm, like, I don't know what his, like... Yeah, you found it. I'm, like, not sure what his bit is, though. Like... Hmm. Yeah. 
he's kind of sometimes he has uh, he's like wasp adjacent yeah because i've seen him in like polos and like yeah khaki short like khaki shorts yeah has he worn khaki shorts i don't think he has but like he like has the vibe it's a vibe yeah yeah they were like like he went to private catholic school yeah you can feel that yeah like growing up like he's like a catholic boy God, what is... It's hard to pin it down. I know. I've, I've cool, talked to though. Avery about it before. I've been like, what is, like... I don't know what his thing is. And he's like, I don't... But that's way cooler to yeah. like, exist in a space that doesn't, like, have its own category. It's like what we were talking about before. Yeah. He's just, like, a cool guy that yeah. I love. <laughs> that's so cool. Yeah. Okay, so Harmony's in love. Harmony loves love. Yeah. Loving, living, loving. Yeah, you... You're, you came, you rose to fame with Girlpool. Yeah. Which in and of itself, like, really spanned genre and, like, yeah. grew alongside you guys. Yeah. But also, like, kind of didn't because people, like, there was definitely a lot of people hung up on, like, the initial iteration of the band, I think. Yeah. So it's, like, it felt like. In some ways, there was, like, acceptance and admiration, but in some ways, like, there was a longing for, like, the initial version, which is, like, beautiful, but just not what we wanted to, like, be making anymore, you know? Right. Why? I know. I don't know. I just felt... Sculpture. I know. I just put chopstick, like, between some little knobs. Did you ever see the Tumblr that was, like, things fitting perfectly into things? Oh, I loved that. R.E.P. Tumblr. It's having a resurgence. I know. The the freaking TikTok girlies, they're on Tumblr, which I think is so funny because I'm like, you have this new app. Like, how are you delegating your time between these applications? Because I was, like, so dedicated to Tumblr. took mm-hmm. up my entire life. Same. But I'm like, TikTok and Tumblr? I just don't know. I would have no time for anything else. Yeah. Like, I would not be doing homework. And I was a homework girl. Like, I would do my homework. Wow, that's amazing. I never did my homework. Really? Yeah. I was, like, so a student. Like, so good student vibe. I'm, like, a good student, but it's not because I, like, adhere to the, the laws, the guidelines. The yeah. rules and regulations. Yeah. The syllabi, even. Yeah, I struggled to, like, stay on top of that. But now that I'm in grad school, it's, like, all the readings are so, like, I know, you're, like, so good at school, though. Yeah. You do your homework now. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I went to, like, a really shitty public school in Texas where they're, like, you know, just trying to get you to pass, like, you know, assessment tests. Yeah. So they can get funding. So what was, like, like sex was... ed, like, in Texas? Pretty minimal. Really? I don't even, like, really remember. You, d- you did, like, don't they do the Texas, like, this is about the state vibe? Like, abstain. Texas history or whatever. Um, like, outside, not, not, like, sex ed, but just, like. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah they have, like, a Texas history class. Yeah. I don't remember, honestly. It was, like, so traumatizing. I was, like, such a weird... What? ...kid. Like, school. Yeah. Yeah. I know. School is, like, very brutal on the spirit. I mean, I liked it, but, like, the social experiment I felt like school was was really hard on me. Yeah, I never really connected with my peers. Yeah. I always was, like, I feel out of place a bit which sucks yeah I didn't learn how to like sort of maintain meaningful lasting relationships until I like got older yeah I know same I feel like 
later teenhood was when I, like, really understood friendship. Yeah. Or started to. It's crazy to me that Avery still has close friends from when he was, like, five. I know. He does. Younger, even. I know. I mean, it's so beautiful. They all went to high school together, too, though. Mm. So it's, like, they've been connected. All my friends that I had around then, like, we've not followed each other through this life. Yeah. Other than, like, my relatives. Yeah, my friends are, like, from time of their life are, like, married and live in, like, Texas. Texas. Yeah. They don't have the same interests. Do you, like, visit Texas? I do visit Texas, but I really, like, I have to get time in with my family. Yeah. So I I don't really, like, use that time that I'm there to see anyone from my past, really. Do you have, like, people from your past on Instagram or shit like that? Like, are, you know, like, do you ever go on Facebook and check it out? Like, I would probably do that. Not really. I mean, I uh, I recently did that. Remember when people were doing that, like, not gonna lie, like, question, anonymous question Yeah. thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, somebody responded to that, and they mentioned they were, like, my friend in high school, and I would give them rides to school every day, and we would, like, smoke cigarettes and listen to, like... But they, like, didn't leave their account. They didn't, it was anonymous, but they referenced a time where we tried to hook up once, and they couldn't get hard. And Do you like, remember this? I remember it. Yeah, I was really cold, and I had snuck out of my house, and I, like, lived in one of those, like, neighborhoods where, like... During the recession, they just, like, stopped building most uh-huh. of it. Yeah. So it was, like, a lot of empty houses and a lot of empty cul-de-sacs and stuff. Oh, and my God. And kind of, like, go, like, smoke weed in there, like, you know. Wow, you smoking weed is, like, weird to me. Yeah. Like, you're just so not... I mean, I'm not either weedy. You're not weedy. Anyway, sorry. Yeah, there was a period of my life where that was, like, my whole identity was, like, adult stoner. Wow. Yeah. It's so cool to be, like, sober and, like, people don't, can't, like, imagine me being like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. That's really good because there was a time in my life where that was, like, all they could perceive me as. Yeah. And I wanted to escape that, and I did. Yeah, and you did. Yeah. It's amazing. But, yeah, he mentioned this time where we, I had, like, snuck out, and it was, like, really cold, and we were, like, trying to fuck, <laughs> like, in this cul-de-sac, and he couldn't get hard, and he was, like, lamenting that he couldn't. Uh-huh. get it up or something and you wish he had like been able to oh wow and I was like oh shit yeah oh my god there are 22 messages oh my god oh, yeah I know we should start talking about like micro niche subgenres of fashion yeah we should coquette's definitely happening coquette ballerina sleeves oh yeah ballerina sleeves are you on tiktok of course I'm on TikTok. Yeah. I'm pathologically on TikTok. Yeah, I'm like, like a problem. I know, same. I literally love, I love it. it there. That's why I'm like, yeah, Tumblr making a resurgence just confuses me because I like, I all my time is on TikTok. Oh, is it good? It's good. Can I try? Yeah. Mm. Did you not grab one? Oh, so good. Super I don't know if weird. I want a whole one right now. It is Very good. Weird. We can share this. Yeah. Um, what else? What do you want people to know about you? Oh, you're really, you're elevated, like, in a spiritual sense. Like, you're not shy about loving God. Oh, yeah, I love, I love connecting to everything that is. Yeah. (laughs) And you're, I imagine that's heavily influenced by your mother, who is, like... You know, it's funny, like, yes, but also I was really into God predating her, like, awakening. 
That's so cool. Yeah, I was, like, very into, like, reading about religion and philosophy and stuff already. But, like, she was also spiritual at the time, and we were obviously close. But, yeah, I mean, since then, it's definitely, like, evolved in a hysterical and interesting way. What is it like to have unfettered access to, like, a psychic? (laughs) So bad for me, literally. I'm, like... I need motherly advice, but, like, motherly advice comes with, like, access to, like, all that is or whatever. Like, she's just like, oh, I'll just tap in. And I'm like, please help me. Like, mom, I need (sighs) guidance. Mother. And it's just, it's so, I mean, she's so sweet. She, like, will do it whenever, which Mm -hmm. is really nice. But I need to, like. I feel like I can get unmotivated, but then, like, use my mom as, like, a sounding board for the fact that everything's going to, like, work out. Yeah. And I will, like, succeed, ultimately, even if I'm, like, not, like, on my game. And I think, like, I defaulted to that for a while when I was younger. But now I don't feel like I'm like that anymore. Like, I feel like I'm back in my, like, hustle. I think I just had different priorities a few years ago. I feel really similarly. Yeah. I feel like I'm just now getting motivated again. I felt like I was more so, like, focusing on, like, like, killing the part of me that, like, needed success to be, like, happy or yeah. something. Yeah. And now I'm like, oh, you can do both. Yeah. You can, like, also, like, work on the parts of you that need success to be happy, but you can also, like, be motivated to try to, like, succeed. Yeah. Or, yeah. like, be, like, Completely. creatively fulfilled in a way that isn't tied to, like, success monetarily yeah. or, like... Well, it's also, like, wanting stability in your life and, like, in your career is natural. So it's, like, I understand people's feelings about wanting to remove themselves from society in that way of, like, needing certainty or, like, approval societally or whatever. But also, like, I don't know, I grew up with a lot of instability financially and, like, I think the grind for people to reach a point that feels comforting and safe and is like super valid because I think it's like that feeling of not knowing like if you're going to be in your house, you know, or like if there's going to be like food that's not from the dollar store, you know, it's Mm -hmm. like, it's like, yeah. Those are hard circumstances to have to, like, live in constantly. Right. And I think, like, having to find stability and success, like, I understand it's complex. And I think the lengths people will go to sometimes are, like, unholy. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But I also think it's, like, so valid to want to feel secure in your career and your life. Yeah. It's so sad that, like, sort of monetary success is tied to, like health and nutrition yes yeah. I know I was literally like there was a TikTok I was driving today and like weirdly TikTok was like open and screaming at me and this guy was saying how like basically like there was some girl on TikTok who posted something like she was like a nutritionist student or whatever and she was like five foods I'll never eat and it was like instant mashed potatoes Cheerios and she's like they're cancer causing or whatever but then she had a video that was like condoning alcohol which is like obviously like increases the risk of cancer across the board like in every area and he was like this is so classist like people need to eat these foods that are shelf stable sometimes blah 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 and I was like that's super valid but I thought it was interesting like that that was on my feed because like 
with the rise of wellness culture, there's, like, a lot of classism in that, I think, honestly. Right. You know? And, like, people's access. It's very complicated. Yeah. Yeah. I think, um, you know, kind of going back to this idea of, like, wanting, like, stability and, like, success and that being, like, valid... Like, I think as an artist, too, it's, like, can be kind of, like, corrupting the oh my desire God. Yeah. for, like, stability and success and, like, having your work kind of operate in, like, a market space yeah. and having it, like, be commodifiable and, like, successful in that way while, like, still keeping, like, integrity with, like, what you want to put out. Yeah. And, like... I know, completely. I'm currently trying to, like, reconcile that, like... I really feel you like I I mean I've been thinking about that a lot because like Girl Pool was there was so much tension between what people wanted us to be making and what we wanted to be making honestly and like the way to reconcile that for us was just to make what we wanted to make but it's like yeah it's super hard knowing that you're like working against yourself in the in the realm of society where society is concerned but it's also like I mean everything's part of the process too like the journey not the destination vibe totally (laughs) yeah I mean I was just recently like at school I was recently talking to this professor who was um describing an essay that like talks about how there are like four different sort of worlds that art exists in there's like the private there's like when you're making work that, like, only exists for you, for mm-hmm. your own fulfillment. And then there's, like, you know, the peer space where you're making work that, like, operates, like, amongst you and your peers, maybe, yeah. like, in an institutional setting or amongst your, like, cohort or community of, like, mm-hmm. artists. And then there's, like, making work for and in, like, a, a market space that's, like, you know, it's a that it sells. Yeah. And then there's, like making work for the public you know, right which would probably be defined as like entertainment or right. entertainment based yeah. art it's like maybe less challenging maybe less critique based maybe yeah. more unsavory yeah things like that so I was expressing that I had like taken a year off where I was just kind of like figuring my stuff out mm-hmm. and how I was like coming out of that and like trying to bridge the gap and he was like you know ideally like work operates in all of those spaces like Mm -hmm. a little bit and like it's all bridged and like congealed yeah like he's like sometimes like you need to step into each one of those into like each one of those spaces has like a purpose yeah you know making art that appeals to the market making art right it's just like for you to like get back into yeah like a space of like having fun while you're making art yeah remind yourself why you make art and what you like and, and yeah. defining your own personal taste and things like that yeah um i didn't really have a destination for that. no I, I i love that i like it yeah i like that like not... the movie dreamer yeah i love that movie i love a little bit of like incest oh yeah you know not in my like personal not in, life. in actuality yeah in a, in a fictional but, sense yeah yeah mm-hmm. I mean, I think fictional incest, there's, like... Yeah, fi- fictional incest is really having a moment. Yeah. Wait, really? Oh, yeah. I mean, Cruel Intentions, t- I guess they were step... 
siblings. Well, I mean, I'm thinking about porn specifically. Like, stepmom is, like, stuck in the washer. Oh, really? I'm, is this porn? This is, like, <laughs> very, this, the market, the porn market is flooded with, oh, like, really? stepmom, stepson, stepsister. Oh, really? I'm really not informed about porn. Is it scratchy? It's scratching. Yeah, that's, like, yeah. How do you know? I think they use the step thing because it's, like, maybe more accepted because right. they're not blood. Yeah. I know because I watch porn. Oh, okay. I'm trying to watch it less. Like, the past year, I haven't really been able to connect to it in the same way. Uh-huh. Before that, like, it, like, like any kind of addiction, you know, it kind of, like, moves. Were you really into it? Yeah. Interesting. Well, I think, like, particularly with anything related to like sexuality of like always aired on the side of like sex positive yeah not that like porn is sex positive porn is obviously like a very complex issue yeah that we're like learning more and more about right. the effects it has on us and our brain yeah now I've never gone into it like that, I can't watch it yeah I think the past year I haven't been able to watch it in the same way of like lately been reading like um fan fiction oh that's cool I like that I mean, I never got into fan fiction, but, like, I feel like written erotic I need, like, a narrative. Yeah, yeah. It's hot Like, I me. need context. Like, I feel like porn these days, like, is just, like, you open it up. It's kind of slam and bam vibe. Yeah, yeah. And they're just slamming and they're bamming. I've, like, only seen porn, honestly, on, like, Twitter and Tumblr, like, scrolling. And I, like, I don't like it. Like... I really like hentai. Oh, hentai is cute. I like when there's like a fantasy element because it's like really aesthetically pleasing. Yeah. And there's like, you know, there's like some sort of they. I feel like hentai often has like a lot more narrative. Yeah. You know. Totally. And it can be like really twee and cute. Like, yeah. To like. I like college. I've students, never gotten into hentai, you know? but I've like seen and I'm like visually like I aesthetically am drawn to it, but. I don't know. I, like, don't seek sexual... I've never, like, had... A... I've always been a very sexual person, but I've never, like, had the drive to, like, seek sex energy from, like, a resource. Uh-huh. I don't know. What do you do when you jerk off? Do you just think of I didn't person? masturbate till I was, like, 25. Wow. Okay, I, this and, is and the really reason, fascinating. And the reason I started masturbating was because my doctor told me to. Went for, like... He well, was, like, your hormones are messed up. You need to have an orgasm every day. And I was, like, how am I going to have an orgasm every day? And then I started masturbating. He was, like, you have to masturbate. Do you use tools? Well, I don't anymore. Well, because you have... I you're have, in love. I'm in love. But I was using a vibrator. I, like, can't with the hand situation. I can only do hand. Really? Yeah, because I feel like if I get a vibrator, I, like, need that specific sensation in order to get off. Right. So I don't want to, like, diminish my ability to get off. Otherwise. From a, a stranger's hand. I mean, not a stranger. Yeah, not, I don't like, think it would, honestly. Sense, Vibrators are, like, amazing. Well, that has been my experience, though. Oh, like, really? I've, it has yeah. done that to you. And I mean, I think it's cool to bring a vibrator into, into the, the, the space. The ring. With, yeah, yeah, with you and your partner, but... I just don't want to like do, do that. dependent yeah. on that. Yeah, I get yeah. that. I mean, I was worried about that too. Because there were times where I was seeing someone in order to orgasm, I would have to pull out our, a third party. Right. And like, I think they felt, I mean, that's their stuff. That's their own, like, right. you know, fragile masculinity. Yeah. But 
Yeah, I just want to be like fully connected to me and that person. No, I get that. I love that. I mean, I think that's important for sure. I also think I'm like done with casual sex. Okay, that's hot. Maybe that's like out for this year or next year, 2023. Yeah, I'm down for casual like makeouts. Yeah. I think like let's return to basics. Yeah. Like a little bit. Mm-hmm. Like let's pretend we're return like to tradition. Yeah, you know. Like a little more prude. Maybe prude is in with the yeah, co- price of coquette. Like yeah. Coquette, like prude, I feel like holds the hand mm-hmm. of coquette a bit. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm feeling prudish lately. I also just like haven't been attracted to people. I mean, people are unattractive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, like, I don't like, I used to like go out and be like, wow, there's so many hot people I everywhere. Know, it's weird how it's like really all the way one direction or another. Like, Either I'm in a state where I'm, like, everyone's hot or I'm, uh-huh. like, literally stay away from me, everyone, please. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I was out the other – I was, like, at Prado, which I feel like is LA's answer to clandestino. Oh, my God. It's the it's the clapback for sure. And I, like – I looked around and I was, like, there's no one. I mean, there are people who are attractive. Yeah. You know, they're, like, conventionally attractive by society standards. Yeah, but you're not compelled but by I'm them. not, like, yeah, ooh, I want to, like – you want to jiggle around them. with them yeah yeah <laughs> i don't want to do the big chinga with any of these people no jiggling here yeah no i get that maybe you need to like let's like source some new communities your mom said in my reading that i was going to meet somebody that's like not that i haven't met yet yeah it's not my community she told me that before i met frank wow she was like you that don't know true. them and she was telling me that for months she was like you're gonna date someone but you don't know them yet and I was like, what if it's this person? And she was like, no. And I was like, what if it's this person? And she's like, no. And it was it was annoying me, but she was right. So yeah. Did you meet Frank in New York or was he visiting? I met him here on New Year's Eve. We have to do an episode about your beautiful love story. <laughs> yeah, it's sweet. He's a good guy. He doesn't watch porn. He stopped cool. a few years ago. The last person I was seeing redacted we can just like beep his name out uh-huh. <laughs> literally a beep over it loud beep um he like wasn't right yeah he was doing what's it called retention semen retention semen retention god bless him yeah and that's so like something i don't know what the word is but it's definitely something yeah it's something <laughs> that's crazy but i'm wondering if it like had an effect on like his kind of his behavior. It can't be good for him. Well, it's really not, it's not good for your prostate. Oh, really? Yeah. It's like not good for women or men. It's not good for your junk to like not be orgasming for your like internal. Yeah. I mean, system. I learned firsthand. Yeah. You must be orgasming. Asgasming. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I was like wondering if that like had something to do with it. Like the sort of vibes. Vibe shift. Yeah. You're yeah. like, I was like, you just probably need to nut and it'll be fine. Yeah. Yeah. That seems valid, honestly. You should tell him. That's okay. You would be better <laughs> off coming, baby. Yeah. Goodbye. I wanna, I wanna, I wanna have a great summer.